Welcome to Power Up, the podcast that uncovers the unique challenges women leaders face today. Join your hosts, Nat and Kristen, as we dive into the tough topics and provide actionable insights you can apply right now. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Hello, thanks for joining us. Today, we are chatting all about how to turn your personal network into your professional superpower. We wrote an article on it a few weeks ago in one of our newsletters, and it got some really good traction, and we're doubling down on it today in our chats. Yeah, um, I feel like, yeah, this is such an interesting, this was such a big light bulb moment for me over in the US is that we are socialized. I believe a lot of the stuff is socialization rather than innate. But women are socialized to be relational. And yet we have this big blocker between our personal friendships and how we interact with people at work. And I just find that really fascinating as a social norm. It's only been, what, maybe maybe our generation, maybe halfway through to the last one where career was a priority. So if it's never been taught as a priority where you had choice and it was, you know, you were the breadwinner and there was expectations and success all wrapped up in career, I suppose it's just not something we prioritize with friends groups. I don't know. I wonder if it's also... I'm just thinking about different topics, you know, like men tend to talk about cars more than women and we and finance coming from finance. So I just wonder if there's this, I don't know, I always think a conspiracy, but is there a reason why we tend to avoid it? And that is, you know, aimed at keeping us apart because, (laughs) or is it that we have been socialized to believe there's only a small number of spaces at the top for women. And so we've got this feeling that sharing and collaboration, we haven't been told that that's a path to the top, that we actually have to sort of try and protect our turf, or I don't know what it is, but I actually, to me, I just was like, that is one of the most, the biggest light bulb moments for me was that we absolutely, and I've asked a ton of people now, that we have this clear line between work and friends, and we do talk about work with our friends, but often it's to vent or moan about a terrible boss or a person Mm. we're not getting along with at work it's not constructive and it's not finding opportunities it's just for those kind of complaint sessions which yeah I just found it really fascinating and I hope we can change that because it is I think that professional superpower is probably not understating the benefits of being able to make this transformation well we've got some tips at the very end of today's podcast on how we can change it But we're going to chat about peer network today, life connections, how exactly do you turn a professional, sorry, a personal contact into a professional superpower. I had a light bulb moment also this week. We did our graduation session as part of one of our power session cohorts. And someone just said, I thought networking was just this really surface salesy thing. But really coming out of this power session, I've realized I've had an aha moment that it is around building authentic and honest relationships, which I thought, yeah, amazing. Because we're relational and we do tend to have deep and relationships around us where we share all sorts of things. Um, One might say we share more details in certain aspects of our lives than men might. Mm -hmm. Um, That that is actually networking and that for women and that's okay. And actually having fewer but deeper networks around us is equally as powerful as having lots of shallower ones. I agree. And it's different people have different styles. Like I think if you look around it, even in my friend group, there's people who have 
five different groups of friends and they go out and do different things with different groups. I have friends who have three really close friends and they rely heavily on them. And we all have different ways that we like to get value out of connections. So do what works for you. If we transform how we think about networking to be genuine connections with great people who you can share experiences and perspectives Mm -hmm. and, and help each other, give each other a hand up. It, kind of feels like a different story yeah and the and one of the biggest things I've learned from these power sessions is that many women felt quite alone and they feel quite isolated we also had a great conversation with someone this morning about her career and feeling quite alone through these bumps um, that we all encounter in our careers and if anything Uh, we have kind of forced networking as part of power sessions and people have this, oh my goodness, I'm not alone in feeling this way or I'm not alone with dealing with this. And not only can we support each other to your point, but it's really just to know that you're not alone is so important. Yeah, and there's a million different points along our careers where we're having to make decisions, big decisions that have wild, wildly large ramifications so we were talking this morning about that very first job and especially if you're in a relationship and you are um, weighing up one person's job against another there's the what happens if your partner earns a lot more money or has an opportunity to do you take a step back in your career what if they're working overseas or get an opportunity overseas do you follow them how do you return to work from having children when you're made redundant how do you do you jump at the first job what happens if you have kids and you're a single mum? there's all these tiny moments that are actually huge in each of our lives but we go through them independently and don't realize that we're surrounded by other people who've come up against that exact same challenge and have made decisions and have learned a lot from them so it's just all hidden and we just think we are the only ones doing it yeah and often if we're lucky enough we might go to a partner and chat through that or we might go through our parents but they'll have a perspective what about other women that are navigating careers and and that have big visions or ambitions for what that looks like for them and how to build it on their own terms and 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 not having those networks or those peers around you to help guide, help challenge, help support, help you make those decisions yeah, can be really detrimental. I agree. And I feel like plug for the single ladies because that came out of our conversation this morning. Mm. We talk a lot about how hard parenting is and it is hard and but what we never really talk about as as society is how hard it is and the tax on being a single person. And I've been thinking about it over the last week or so. Um, my girlfriend's about to move in. And just the level of mental load that I have carried for 20 years of being an adult, of setting up a house, having to know all my finances, having to understand all the insurance, mm. car decision making, every single decision I have to make outside of work, I've had to make and take responsibility. There's no one to share the load with. And I think that as well, if you're a single lady navigating your career, the decisions you have to make around supporting, if you lose your job, there's no secondary income stream. So all of that sort of stuff, you're just surrounded by people who are going through the same thing. And they are genuine challenges. And we often can minimize the challenges that we have because we think we're whiny or complainy when we bring them up. But they're actual tangible problems yeah. that we have to get over and yeah. the more you can talk about them the more value you get and it's okay for it to be in a structured and a deliberate way which is what we'll chat about yeah. today including a few options but one of the big whys I was thinking about this morning as to why we should turn some of these personal networks and uh, is that 
we know the world operates on trust and we know the world still operates on who you know. And so we should be leveraging that as well. The easiest connections and recommendations that you make are on behalf of the people that you know and trust. And quite often they're your friends. I think it's no trust and like them. And we see it in startup world a lot where people get the gang back together and they go and do something else because you've got learnt ways of working and learnt how to trust each other. And we get all of that through friendship. When you think about the friend who you would be trust completely with organizing the next trip or the friend you go to when you need clear, calm advice, like these are hugely transferable workplace skills that we are learning and testing as friends. Yeah, and you know what's so funny was when you were chatting about that, it is exactly, it's this weird double-edged sword because it's exactly why we see this meritocracy of boards of middle-aged white men on boards because they just tap the last middle-aged white male that they worked with on the previous board because that completely de-risks they're the risk on that board, which is a risky thing sitting in governance. And so they know that they worked with a person before, they like the person, that person's probably going to agree with a lot of their perspectives or point of views, or they just trust them in their expertise. And so it's this weird double-edged sword is that, um, you know, we are chatting about diverse perspectives, um, but it's almost like we have to write the balance by by banding together and Absolutely. lifting each other up. Well, and I feel like a lot of our friends are diverse, but also I think that's such a great solution to that meritocracy is if you are a woman in a position where you can bring other people into the situation, you actually have the power to look outside professional connections and look to your friends. And the example that really triggered this for me was a venture capitalist in the US who was raising money for a fund and raised it from literally everyone else apart from her highly successful, highly ambitious friends. And then had this light bulb moment thinking, why did I not go to the lowest hanging fruit, the people I like and trust the most, and instead went to a whole bunch of men (laughs) who I didn't really know. Should we chat about peer network? I think that's the easiest way for us to turn our personal connections into professional superpower. And we know this because we spent six months of research, we interviewed, gosh, 50 to 100 incredible women. And we asked a number of them, actually all of them, can you point to a couple things that really helped you on your career journey? Now, there were a few, but one of the common themes throughout was they had a peer network. And what that meant was it was genuine, generally between what, seven and nine people, they would meet anywhere from, some would do bi-weekly, others would do monthly, but some of these groups had been going for 20 years and they'd seen, and things did change, you know, that some of the group morphed or changed or maybe one left, one joined, but the constant was that they had supported one another through all those critical little micro decisions that you make in your career, usually take it on yourself, this group supported one another in those micro decisions, which we know can have exponential effects in your position where you'd like to be in the outcome of your career in your your net worth um, and getting what you're worth in in the marketplace and so who would you build your peer network with i base it on work connection really so i think when i think naturally what happens with different friends i have one who's in cycling behavior change transport behavior change very different from tech and startup to a degree but huge amounts of commonalities around behavior change around mass movements around the challenges of bringing stakeholders along and so we talk a lot we used to go out for runs quite regularly and talk a lot about how we both navigated those situations so she would be absolutely someone who i would see and she's a very good high school friend so yeah. um however other high school friends 
have very different levels of ambition or interest in their work or work just in such different areas that there's very little crossover. Um, then I have friends who I've met as an adult, who I've met purely as friends, who are huge mentors and have incredible experience, again, in adjacent areas. So yeah. I learn, like, I've got a great friend who's a people and experienced person, and I just have had so much help and support and understanding of all the stuff she knows. And then same with a friend who works in government, but on larger um, mass campaigns mm. for the government. So understanding all the sort of nuance of that and how different agencies are brought in and all that sort of stuff I find really fascinating so and then I've met people through work and I've just gone you and I have a very we just connect at a work level so yeah. I kind of just go all of those people there's some sort of level of chemistry there yeah and they don't have to be my best friends but they also don't not have to be my best friends I think I have used a bit of a LinkedIn overlay that idea of like first and second connections like the group that I got together with when I first moved to New Zealand was a really interesting stage in life I was home with my kids you know struggling with even just getting to know people and having a human connection and mm. so those are the friends that came in and filled that stage so as a result it is really kid dominated in terms of human connections and Can they I ask though on mm. that because we are talking about turning your personal network into a professional network yeah are there any people in that group that if you were to actually sort of hone in you might have a lot more in common about work than you realize and that's exactly to me that's exactly the task we're trying to get today how do you transform yeah. that there's a second connection and i know it already oh, i know so you wouldn't take any of those people <clears throat> no there's no connection at all for work um there might be but it's this weird and i did chat with um someone else in my uh that i actually i was in a coaching session with last week and we shared real similarities it's like protecting that about that is kid talk and there's a, uh -huh. a thing about protecting that is that time in space in our lives however there is there is a larger group at hand which i would consider second connections incredible women and that's where the work chemistry has come in mm. and so there's absolutely those second connections where i'm like i don't think it'll be like disrupt the vibe of that first connection i don't know it's just a it is just a an innate feeling i have and i absolutely have can already think of a couple second second connections so those first ones i'm gonna go back to the first ones because <laughs> this is exactly the challenge we're trying to do yes. right is how do you do you only ever meet as a group or yes. do you have one-on-one -on -one connections with um we only ever meet as a group as oh, just women and okay. then so yes um there is that and then the only other time we meet is as couples so we're couple friends oh, okay right and so you don't see any opportunity to break through that and identify maybe one person and go I actually think we could connect on a work level and I'd like to expand that conversation. It is a good challenge because there is a friend in that first connection group that is just really leaning back into her career after mm -hmm. her children. All of our children now are leaving home. So there is someone that um, I think there might be something there. Um, so it is a great challenge and I'll think on it. Okay, well, we'll come back to that action time. <laughs> but I am excited about the second connection because I think there's an obvious chemistry. And weirdly, when we get together, we talk about work. We do a little bit of kids thing, but we talk about work. Whereas the first connection group, we don't. Other than the complaining and the the what mm. like the good stuff that you need to vent. Mm. Um, and um, so the, I think there is a chemistry as it relates to career with a couple of the second connections. And then I kind of am like, well, if we can just get together, could they just ask one of their connections? And then that, and then I'm actually quite open to getting in a room of women where I might only know two of them and I might not know six of them, but I still consider that my personal network. Like mm. I got 
that we get that group together through our personal networks. Mm. No, no, no. I, I, I completely agree. I yeah. think it, whatever works for different people works for different people. And <laughs> We're going to give just, it a go. But I think there is just this really, I was just thinking about the, um, when you get together, you talk about work because I was thinking about how I do it and, and thinking about this podcast yeah. and even just a friend um, on Friday night. So I went out for, this is how my life works. Went out for drinks on Friday night with a really good friend of mine, um, one of my closest friends, and we hadn't seen each other for a week or so. We like to hang out quite a lot. So we went out and then um, my girlfriend turned up. So she just started day two of another job. And then my really good friend, John, turned up, who we met kind of through work, but then have kind of formed our own friendship. And then he'd invited this other woman, Emily, along, who I've sort of met one or two times. So we ended up having this group of five people who kind of vaguely know each other, one or two connections in common. And what I find fascinating about those conversations is that we float in and out of work and into, into social life, into challenges. And that is my joy. Like, yeah. I love those conversations. But I wonder with that is one of the key elements of building a peer network is not thinking of it as a group, but as individuals that you pull into a group. So in my close high school friends, there might be one or two that I would talk to about work, but that, that means in that group situation, we wouldn't, but we would form a different yes. group. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I just wonder when, like, because I think a lot of us are in a similar situation to you and that you've got these groups where you meet as a group <laughs> and you talk about, you have a group culture, which yeah, is absolutely yeah, 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 true. Yeah. And it's really, I feel like that would be impossible to sort of go, hey guys, let's all. <laughs> However, in each of those groups, there's probably one or two people. I that agree. You're like, yeah, yeah. And then you form these really weird, and sometimes they stick and sometimes they don't. Yes. Like, that group, it'll be interesting to see if that becomes a thing. Yeah. And I've done it before with other, where you have one night and then you're like, oh, these two connections kind of worked, but this one didn't. And yes. that to me is like the joy of life and how I end up making very interesting weird friendships with people yeah yeah with respect to life connections i love that what is it called serendipity or something mm. when you'll be chatting and you have it let's just say chemistry it's yeah like chemistry. and let's say 80 percent of the time you don't right which yeah. is why i think a lot of networking events are yuck because you are searching for chemistry and yeah. when you find it i mean i know when you find it next i look over and you're like going deep <laughs> You are going deep with someone and I'm like, you've exchanged life stories by the end of this thing. But it is true. That's what we are searching for is a connection. And I do love it when you go to on the sidelines of a sports thing or at a school thing or the dog park. Oh my gosh, yeah, let me dogs. tell you. Good the... place to find work connections and boyfriends, I've heard. <laughs> the dog park is the best. I mean, is it the new like golf course or something? I don't know. But I love it. And I was chatting with a neighbor who who knew we were doing something in this space and mm. then he said you must meet this person and we've met this person as a result now joe constantine is do doing incredible things but i do love those little serendipitous moments where you're just open to the universe mm. using a woo woo term where you are going it's not selfish it's not selfish to kind of say what are you up to and this is what yeah. i'm up to and to start to normalize those conversations. Yeah. It's what guys are doing. Well, I think so. And I think it's funny because we often analyze each other's approach because <laughs> we are quite different yeah. when it comes to Kristen. And we've talked about the fluttering, which yes. probably, I don't mean that in an offensive way because I actually admire yeah, yeah. it and I can't do it because I <laughs> look at that and I just go, I'm exhausted just looking at it. But I, I feel like you are very good at, and I remember we went to a 50th birthday a while ago and this exemplifies Kristen's approach it was our friend Rebecca and it was and it yes. was a wonderful party and 
Kristen probably turned up a bit before me and I did my usual. I had a couple of good friends there, so I was just hanging out with them. And Kristen <laughs> circumnavigated the entire party. And then, in classic Kristen style, left at about 10.30 to go home so she could walk her dog. I was exhausted so by then. I, at that point, had had quite a few drinks. And every single person mm. I met from there on in was like, oh my God, Nick. You're, you're with Kristen. Let me talk about power suit. And I was like, oh no. I'm like having my wines, having my chats in this party. And I thought, oh, that's, it's both approaches work that I, I am less likely to talk to people directly about power suit on meeting. I met someone selling a car in the weekend. We're now a one car household. We got deep on Gallipoli, on losing a child, a very, an adult child. In, in the first 10 minutes of meeting, don't ask me Yeah, now. wow. And then sometimes those conversations drop. Like, that's my approach. And I, because I think for me, I'm like, oh, maybe I will, like, I want to like you as a friend to work with you. I think yeah. that's what I've realized about me. If I love you as a friend, yes. I want to work with you. And yeah. so I think for me, finding a friendship is really important. Yes. I don't know. I'm just thinking about this on the floor. Well, this I'm, is like therapy. if we were to psychoanalyze myself, there would be a small cultural factor. And that's a very North American thing is the first question you ask is, what do you do? But yeah. equally, I I um, have always found that my identity is wrapped up in my work, yeah. um, which is why I'm led to really interesting purpose-led visions and missions because yeah. I want, I think it's okay for me to live and breathe my work and that be a big part Same. of me. Yeah. I think the way you do it, like you elevate a pitch that, you know, like it's amazing and people love it and they get so much energy Yeah, from well, it. because imagine me chatting about pop culture or like other stuff. Like I, I, I can go the kid, like I've got a few cards to play, but I'm a little bit of a boring person. Like I love the news. Am I going to sit and talk about the conflict between Israel and Spoiler. Palestine right she now? Does. She does. Like, no one wants to talk about that right now. I want to talk about it. No you one. Know what I, have, I keep hearing about NOS now, that nitro. Oh, I... And I was like, this is when Chris talks about the news. It's a new <laughs> and drug. And I'm like, oh, no, now I see it everywhere. Yeah. So I, I realized that, you know, the don't talk about like religion, politics, and whatever else. I'm like, those are all. I'm like, it's <laughs> like. My first question at the moment is, who are you voting for? <laughs> yeah, look. I want to uh, crowdsource my vote. I think that's okay, but. Hashtag um, vote everyone, by the way. I, I, I know that I'm like no go zone with half the stuff I want to talk about. So I just stick to what I know. I don't know. <laughs> Something that is shared between the both of us is we are open and we are curious and we genuinely want to find some chemistry. Yeah. And um, that's and all it takes. the way we do it is different because we, as yeah. all people are, care about slightly yes. different things. And that's the magic of those connections. So this is the approach. And I had written also personal board of directors, but I don't think we need to talk about it. Well, this is just one element of it, right? Your peer group, oh these my people gosh. who you are sounding boards yeah. are part of. And we can link to I, that. I will link to the reference, but this is actually about you getting... Uh, incredible people around you to help you navigate big decisions in your career and small decisions which often are big like we, we were talking this morning some of those things that feel quite small like I need to get a job so I'll go for the first job that is offered yes feels like a small decision it feels logical however huge ramifications yeah. so we really should have just both. having those conversations and normalizing them is really useful we should have both we should have both we should have a peer group and we should have a personal board of directors and we should navigate the sidelines with curiosity yeah but then isn't it the worst when you get into conversations with people and they don't ask you anything back well I was actually thinking it's funny because um I think I don't um, yes, I just don't have those conversations. I did a lot of internet dating, so I've practiced this of like 
I, when I say a lot, you I walk away. went out on 15 dates and after the first five where I won them and came home being like, I was spectacular. I was so interesting. They loved me. And then I was like, oh, but they were really boring. It didn't ask me anything that I just stopped. I would ask two questions. And if there was no question coming back, I would sit there silently until they asked because, and I do the same with work. I'm like, if this, that's chemistry to me. If yeah, you totally. don't have anything to ask me, we have no chemistry. Oh, and I don't strange. mean ask like, Hello, Kristen, how's the weather? You ask me. It's you, Sometimes it's those things where someone will be like, oh my God, yes, and I did that. And so the conversation yeah, flows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you don't yeah. have that, I will die in a conversation over time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and you can sense the people that have been fond over their entire lives that don't ask you about yourself. I mean, yeah. you can just see that. I don't know, I'm, I'm, Although I've got to say the reason I became friends with very successful entrepreneur in New Zealand is we were at, I think, a networking session yes, yeah. um, or an event and the topic of microfinancing came up and he made a grand claim and I love microfinancing, the idea of giving small amounts of money to people to help get them economically empowered in countries that are underdeveloped or, you know, those yeah, situations. Yeah, yeah. I had read a book on it. And so I just called him out and I was like, you're wrong for all these reasons. And he turned around and went, that is spectacular. He, cl- he told that story quite a few times Aww. afterwards that he could meet someone at a like who was happy going there with him rather than sort of pandering to him you're not afraid of challenges i also recall another situation where we had to get into harry and megan and i was like "Uh oh here we go (laughs) there was like someone made a bold claim on harry and megan and nat just stopped it and we're trying to sell this person on a power suit (laughs) and you're like um i'm just gonna stop this conversation for a minute i was like oh god here we go anyway we'll do our next episode on Harry and Megan yeah, anyone yeah. who wants to join we are. that conversation but yes how over the next month I well, the idea of setting a challenge because I was literally talking about this yesterday yeah so this I think for me to I, I think independently we should go and form and meet once with a peer group Mm -hmm. doesn't we don't have to look at this as a long-term future thing but we need to go and use our respective methods whatever they are and form a group of seven to nine people Mm -hmm. in the next month and report back in a month's time on how it went great and some tips for others that want to join us is to just start professional conversations to test that is a tip you might find some chemistry there you could put a call out on LinkedIn. You could ask some of your friend groups, first or second connections well, or other really friend like groups. I really like the idea to your point about a group that you might know two people and not know six. I really like yeah. that because I think that's where some of this. Well, and the onus isn't all on me too to get. Well, six. yes, and that makes it really easy. So if we boil it down to a power sweet tiny action, yeah. think of one to two people yes. in your network. And, and it get could them be someone to... you've worked with before. Yeah. It could be someone you're working with now. Personally, I'm kind of against the working with now because you want to be able to grapple with stuff and probably talk about, I don't know, if you work in a particular culture. Unless it's really removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So someone you've worked with, a friend from high school, a friend from university, a friend from a mum's group, someone you met at the dog park yesterday, whatever it is. Just think of one to two that you think, interesting. I think that they would like to have a conversation with them about work. And then ask each of them to invite one more person along. Done. That's that's six to seven to nine, whatever the number is, people exactly. sorted. Now to make it easy, I'm probably just gonna host at mine and I will probably put on a bottle of wine and some beer and some snacks. She always under 
under what's the word Undercators for the wine one bottle of wine it's really gonna <laughs> scrape the sides <laughs> but i have great beers and then we have suggested an, an agenda someone will get what five minutes to share what is going on and maybe an ask at the end of that and yeah. then the whole group will have a time box time to go you know here's what worked for me here's uh, here's my here's what i'm hearing have you tried this questioning that kind of thing and then move to the next person and you should if you've got between roughly yeah i don't know six to nine people you should have time kind of for everyone within 90 minutes i actually have done this before recently and we've fallen out of there was only three of us and the problem actually a bar is great i can think of some great bars yeah and i think well for us it was just neutral not neutral territory but like neutral between all our locations we all had to travel the same distance amazing but three is too small and the reason three is too small is if one of you can't make it you're now just having a catch up with a friend so you actually do need to have a few extras because we met twice and it was really powerful yeah and then we haven't been able to make it happen since so fair okay well i think it feels as though people are quite busy so we've given kind of that two to three weeks to start to give people a heads up and lock in a date i don't know maybe early november which means that we should be able to report back on the 8th of november podcast great amazing um please let us know if you're joining us in this experiment or just wait to hear on the 8th of november where we can tell you and we can share what worked and what didn't work and how great it was and uh we'll yeah, go and from there. as shameless what's the word shameless affirmation people yeah i had a, a message on instagram yesterday and someone had said they'd sent out a link to power suit to their work network and people were like, oh, yeah, that's the one I've been telling you about. Tell us. Tell us if you love what we do or what you <laughs> or or if you have any suggestions, because conversations are happening about us behind our backs. Oh. And for us, it's actually really funny. Our that ears we are burning. A bit of a feedback drought that you hear from some amazing people who are who's sending stuff through. But it's probably a couple of times a week. And we'd love to hear. We know there's a bunch of people listening. We just don't know who you are and what you care about. So. Um, don't be afraid to send us an email or a message because it literally is just two of us. And I know there's something really weird about having a podcast that makes you seem famous, but it's just two of us. Yeah, we're just talking to, we in don't my, know who. In my spare room. Yeah, <laughs> give us a give us a hello. Um, and also while you're doing that, would you hit follow and give us five stars? Because then it means we get more listeners, which means we're going to start to get some really cool guests on the podcast. A uh, little hint there for future podcasts. So please give us a bit of a love and drop us a line to let us know how we're doing and if you're going to join in the, on the experiment or other great things that you want to share. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.